All right, folks, the moment you've all been waiting for, episode two. Man, this guy will blow your mind. I mean, you blew a lot of my audience's mind on the first one, and uh, I, I put this on ninoscorner.tv first. Uh, and then, uh, depending on what we say, I make sure I, you know, I vet it and make sure I can put it on YouTube, which I think we'll be able to put this on YouTube. And with that being said, um, I'm going to, I'm going to knock out this quick virtual one shield folks, virtual one shield before we get started, you got to make sure you're protected. Bad browsing habits will put your hard earned finances at risk to hackers and other criminals. For example, just recently, a popular ticket reselling website used to purpose used to purchase tickets to shows, movies, and concerts experienced a credit and car credit card data breach. This breach exposed the payment card details of thousands of customers. Similar data breaches can put your banking, retirement, and investment accounts at risk. Uh, this is why I highly recommend Virtual Shield One. Not just a VPN, but it's also designed to protect your finances for you. It monitors banking, retirement, and investment institutions for potential data breaches, dark web scams, social security protection with 24-7 alerts, and can protect you and your family with up to a $1 million insurance policy. Virtual Shield 1 also includes free access to Virtual Shield's industry-leading VPN and unlimited VPN access and advanced VPN Plus features, including malware and ad blocking. I use it for the ad blocking. Uh, give Virtual Shield One a try free for for the thirty for thirty complete days and seventy two percent off this Black Friday. Review, inspect, and judge it with your own eyes to see if it lives up to the hype. Just go to the link below, folks. I have I put the link in the description box below. Uh, it is worth it. I have it on my phone. It's on probably twelve hours out of the out of the out of the uh, twenty four. So. Um, it's worth it. I love it. And now we're getting to Jason Brashears with it's uh, archaic.com. Man, you had it on the last time. You had it on the sweater last time. A R C H I A X, correct? Archaics. Archaics.com. And uh, that's where you want to go on the YouTube channel. This guy will blow your mind. And uh, without further ado, without further ado, Jason, go for it. You got the floor. Where do you want to start? Where do you want to kick this off? I'm naming this video the Final Crusade. Okay. Um, our very first discussion, man, was was we threw a lot of trails out there, and we didn't really follow one single thread, just trying to educate people on the background. I really don't want to do that this time because I see that your venue is a lot is a lot better for this type of information than my own. That's why I didn't put the video on, on my own channel. And I probably won't put this one on my own channel either. They can come to your channel and watch it. But uh, where we're going to go in this video does lead to the very data that my channel is all about, which is the Phoenix phenomenon, which is the very thing the elite have been planning for for about 70, 80 years. It's the reason why everything is the way it is. I'm going to explain it today. Completely, And I've always been on board with that. It's completely engineered. This is all strategy. Everything we're watching is not an accident. It's all been planned and organized, correct? 100%. 100%. I mean, uh, even the removal of Trump was necessary because the elite, they needed to fleece the American people in a series of stimulus bills to finance the next phase of their plan. This could have never happened, Nino, under a good guy. You know what I mean? This could have never happened under the Trump under the Trump administration. Do you think Trump is unwittingly a part of this or wittingly? 
Oh, many of them are. Many of them have their hearts in the right place. I mean, you cannot fault somebody for being a billionaire if that if that dynasty was handed to them from their predecessors. You can fault them for moral and ethical decisions they've made since then. But I mean, Trump's a human. I don't put him in su- in superhuman status. You know what I mean? I actually like the guy, and I've taken flack for that from some of my own subs. But I'm okay with that because personalities are multidimensional. They're multifaceted, and there's many things about David. Nino know, I, I may really like in one thing that I dis I dislike, but that doesn't mean I dislike the person. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's just no. no I'm just using you as an example. I got you. Uh, but yeah, but these these things could have never been done to take so much money from the American people, and it was so unpopular. And then give the American people six hundred dollar stimulus checks at the same time, taking trillions away from America. This could have never been done under the Trump uh, Trump administration. So they needed they needed a patsy, a fall guy administration, somebody that they were going to set up for failure from the very beginning. Biden. Yes, 100%. His whole administration was the patsy from the beginning. But that's not how they, they approach these. When, when these deep state agents approach these po- politicians and actors and actresses, that's not how they approach them. We'll get to that in, in a minute. These people are absolutely convinced that they're a part of a grander scheme. And then the rug is pulled out from underneath them. And their shock is genuine. And you see it on YouTube channels. And you see it in the news where these people have been shot calling as liberals and socialists for so long are absolutely flabbergasted now that even the media is turning against them right and- let me let me guess something here and i and i'm gonna guess on this this chess game that trump's playing with the deep state and they're going at it the chess game is owned mm-hmm. the chess yeah. game is owned so they're both thinking they both think they're winning at the chess game where they're making these elaborate moves but really the game itself is owned okay okay david you're on to something but i'm gonna i'm gonna go deeper than that the chess game is not played by two individuals it's played by think tanks on either side right they're they're programming all of this because there are agendas that are not on the chessboard that that are that are unfolding, but it's the chess pieces that are needed to get those agendas to. to Do move you forward. think that it could be just a higher intelligence, an, an, an extraterrestrial force, an, ex, an interdimensional beings that are doing this, or? Well, you and I are very low on the totem pole. Right. I would not be surprised if somebody told me that there is a 10,000-year-old underground facility where this ancient AI system is calling the shots, and only, and only about 10 people in the world know this because everybody, everybody outside that chamber is getting their information from humans. I wouldn't be surprised, but I have no evidence of that. You know what I mean? But I just wouldn't that be actually surprised. makes more sense to me than anything, to be honest with you. <laughs> right. So <laughs> – so a lot of these things are going to make sense in this video, man. Like I said, this could have never happened under Trump. But in 2001, a lot of people don't know this, but in 2001, Trump changed his political affiliation to Democrat. And he remained a Democrat politically for the public to see for eight years during the entire Bush administration. So in 2009, in September, he switched back. He switched to Republican. Now, this is when they began grooming him for for the presidency. This is what I showed in my isometric analysis on my own videos showing that, look, it was already known that this man was going to be the president, even as far back as the early 1980s. So, but <laughs> I now, believe that. Oh yeah. He was interviewed. He was interviewed in the eighties in the presidency. Yeah, he knew. That's clean. why he's so squeaky clean too. I think he yeah, knew right. that it was coming and he watched every move he made because he knew what he was getting groomed for. 100% man. Yeah. See, the elite, the elite need a financially strong United States 
So once they had taken America to the brink of economic collapse, where we're at now, I'm telling you, Nino, they're going to change the trajectory of the politics and the economics. Will they're going to switch. The pendulum's going to go the other way. It's going to go the other way. And, and the and economics are going to follow. It would be so far to say that when it does go the other way, with all this lawlessness and rioting and looting that we actually go into, when the pendulum goes this way, a police state. Um, okay. Uh, now, when the... Uh, when we talk about a pendulum, you have to understand pendulums move slower and slower the further away they are from the epicenter. The fastest velocity of the pendulum is right over the mark, which if you look at a pendulum as past, present, and future, the past and the future move at equal velocity, but the present moves fast, super fast. This is where we're at right now. We are at the swing. We're at the epicenter. It's called a tipping point. And this, we're in the middle of we're in the middle of the very beginning so, of the takedown. And right I know now. you're going to go into this, but what I'm picking up here is we are going to see, we're all going to be validated in the sense that the Patriots are going to feel like they won. Everyone's going to be feeling really good. That we're going to see arrests. People are going to go down. But that's actually. It's all part of the game. It's all part of the game. Nino, I believe 100% it's going to happen. It's already happening, but it's not, it's not. It's not what we're told what it is. And I'm going to get into that here in this video. Oh, boy. Let's so, go. So they need a financially strong United States. They got to have a, uh, to, to, to enter the next phase of their plan, which was written in the 1880s. Or it could have been written way before that, after the war between the states. It was only published in the 1880s in, in Morals and Dogma by a 33rd degree Mason. So he published the three world wars and who was going to be participants and what they were going to, to, to do. So anyway, you know Albert Pike. You know who I'm talking yeah, about. I brought him up on the on the first episode of the last. Yes, one. Albert Pike. So, uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to get to that in a minute. But like I said, the change in politics is necessary. The elite are inducing this. It's taking over. It's the elite removing all the power from the liberals and the leftists and letting them to hang out to dry while they now empower the the conservatives. And so the elite now begins sacrificing their socialist and democrat puppets as they begin empowering the new regime. And it's and it, it is a regime. Holy Although, shit, I oh, see it happening. Yeah, the patriot the patriots are gonna consider themselves as patriotic because they are, but they don't really understand they are the new regime. And they it's all it's all premeditated. This will be a new conservative movement and it will quickly take on Christian leanings. I'm talking about severe Christian leanings. At first, you're not going to see a lot of signs of it. But within two to three years, you're going to see a Christian Reich being empowered right here in the United States because they're going to be financed by the elite themselves. And this is what's going to, this is what's going to happen here. They need a new Christian Reich to execute the next phase of their plan, which we're going to this get into This is going right to be here. a whole new uh, can of worms. Well, this, this right here. The, a lot of the things that have a lot of the things people have been telling you in the past two years are gonna make sense, bro. I'm telling you right now. So look, I've already explained how the money that was fleeced from the United States was partially to finance major underground real estate developments. This isn't even private knowledge. This is public sector information. They we already know they have admitted the elite have admitted, and the military industrial com complex does not have secret uh uh 
uh, con- uh, what is it? Uh, they don't have secret contracts and secret biddings. Those are open for anybody to discover. There are contractors who are working in the underworld for the military industrial complex. Now, I showed isometrically that when I was doing my date sequence predictive analytics over a year and a half ago, and I was showing that, look, in 2021 and 2022, we have something very unusual about underground bases, and it has nothing to do with rescuing children and all that. But but in the isometric analysis, which shows that the year 2021 is absolutely reflective of the year 1975, I showed in the video that events in 1975 reflect holographically what's going to unfold in 2021. In 2021, we had all the detonations, we had all kinds of rumors going around. But in 1975, the truth of what was re- is really happening is known because it was 1975 when Congress passed a series of bills to, to fund very quietly a whole series of underground cities in America. And anybody, this, is, this isn't even pu- pu- uh, private information. Anybody can, can find that data as well. And not only just walking around the Denver airport, we know what's coming. I mean, the murals there, I mean, the statue of the horse, I mean, they're telling you in your face what they're getting ready to do. Oh, man, dude. And I know what's under that is elaborate. My brother, we're going to get to the meaning of the four horsemen right here in this video, Hmm. because this is what the, uh, this is the elite master plan. This is what they're building. This is, this is, this is exactly where they're taking us. And I'll tell you why in a little while, but this underground real estate is not even a secret. People people hear it for the first time and they think, oh, you can't prove that. Yet. I do have a video that shows almost 100 pictures of underground facilities all over the world. Whole semi-truck trains going underground delivering things. It's, it's I crazy. know of the guys who drive semi-trucks who told me this is real, man, through other friends that I trust. So I yeah. They've got underground warehousing. They've got underground manufacturing districts. They've got underground vats full of oil with hundreds of millions of weapons, munitions, all kinds of tanks and APCs that have been taken apart, broken down, and the individual pieces are all sitting in vats of oil, which will stay, which is good for three, four hundred years. All you have to do is drain the oil off. Then you use the oil in the vehicles themselves, and then the oil preserves all, all the metal. It's easy. It's very easy to do. As wow. a matter of fact, there's a 20 four book series by William Johnstone called Out of the Ashes that was written in the 70s and 80s. They're making it difficult to find those books now. Now those books are super expensive, but I in prison, I read all 24 of those books. And it's about how after a great cataclysm, uh, which was caused by man, that the people of America come together and they go to all these underground facilities that, that these uh, different Army bases and airports have hidden up under the runways. The entrances are under runways. You have to break through the asphalt of the runway to find the doors, open them up, and all the all the caches for all future generations, food for hundreds of years, all the uh, manufacturing, whole facilities are down there ready to start making tanks and aircraft again. Every airport or just certain? No, it was just it was just certain locations. This is in a series of book called Out of the Ashes, which is a fr- which is a term referencing the Phoenix out of the ashes. So very good books. I read all twenty four of them. It'll blow your mind. This dude's this dude's knowledge of them. His name is William Johnstone. His knowledge of the military. He's dead now. As a matter of fact, look at this. 
<laughs> this is crazy. I'm drinking out of William Johnstone official mug right here. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man, William Johnstone. This was sent to me by by a, this is a donation from a sub. She sent me a William Johnstone t-shirt too because oh, nice. I have a vi- I have a video describing this 24 series of books which basically tells you how to survive after the world infrastructure has collapsed. Where when you when, so that's where we're so where we're at right now is the collapse. No sir. No. You are, we are in a pendulum swing where where the economy has almost been forced to collapse, but the elite are not ready for that total collapse yet. Don't believe all the banking, all the ba- banks have nothing to do with the economy. The so elite Trump, could, Trump is going to be the savior, or someone like him, or, or somebody he endorses. That yeah. he endorses is going to come save it. The economy is going to start booming again. Yes, right? yes, the economy is going to bounce back. Because this is not the the global collapse everybody is predicting. It can't be the the elites. The elites playbook still has things that are left on the table that they've been preparing for, and that hasn't come to pass yet. All this is is a switch over to a unified payment processing system, a unified banking system that's going to be made to look like it was the idea of a patriot movement when it was the idea of the elites all along. It's going to be so they so they're going to blame the immigrants probably. Blame's gonna go everywhere, but these little. The problem with last year, and uh, you heard a bunch of this, like on YouTube, Facebook, and other places, uh, all over, all over the podcast scene, is the elite had agents that they leaked information to the truther community, false narratives that dumbs were underground, owned by the elite, Satanist elite, and that they were being taken out by the military-industrial complex to save children. So far, not one child has ever been produced. Now, horrific stories were invented to make the lie more believable. Even since the days of the Nazi regime, it was widely known that the more details you add to a lie to make it unbelievable, the more they'll believe it. The public will believe it. This is an old strategy. Now, these detonations were real. What was going on in the underground was real, but it's not an underground war. The entire entire, uh, world underneath us is full absolutely packed full of hollows little depressions all kinds of underground valleys and mountain ranges that are in gigantic limestone caverns this is all over the world and the best thing to do is are you saying valleys with with grass and things like that no well no it'd be mountainous valleys i mean it would there's no there's no like caverns you're saying caverns there's no there because yes it's caverns but when you say caverns people have this idea of this dungeons and dragons style fantasy world i don't want people to think about the hollow earth either we're not talking okay yeah this is a hollywood yeah now the only worlds that are down there with forests and gardens and and all that are the ones that we build and create because they're down there too okay i just want to clarify that because i don't want people oh i told you it's a hollow earth yeah Yeah, most people are not familiar that plants and trees grow phenomenally well under different altered violet lights and not i mean they don't need sunlight plants you can grow whole gardens and all that in a, in a very dark room with a dark violet black light and they will grow phenomenal i have so, friends who grow weed like that <laughs> oh yeah you know what i'm talking about so you talk about hydroponics and all that so yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's not needed. There's no sun required for human sustenance. We could we could be living in a capital ship, traveling for thousands of thousands of years from star to star. And uh, you know, in our great, our descendants are the ones that actually landed a new home. And all this can be done. No sun, no sunlight is required for human sustenance at all. So anyway, everything could be manufactured artificially. 
But it would be saying uh, that's that that's down there right now. They're that sophisticated, and it's there now. It's not even sophisticated. We can do anything we can do on the surface. You can guarantee better technology has already been preserved for a long time underground. Okay, underground. Now, oh, uh, I, I have several videos that demonstrate this. That this whole extraterrestrial idea was was invented by the elite to keep people looking up and to keep to even keep the scientific community looking up, studying the sky, because all, all the real activity in the world is underground. Everything's underground. Even in you know, our first video, I explained to you, there's more real real estate underground than there is on the surface because, because of the habitable belt. We we can only move in two two dimensions on the surface. We can only go in two, di- two different dimensions. But under underground, we can go in three dimensions. We can build cities, pancake them on top of each other. Oh, yeah, we can go down in any direction. Uh, we just got to start at a depth and build out. And with so many caverns down there, it's easy to plant demolition detonations, uh, even huge detonations, and make make small caverns much bigger. So so we can start coming in there with construction crews. And, and yeah, it's, all that's easy. But this stuff about saving the children underground and all that, it's just a cover story. It's just throwing an iron out there and getting people to build something with it. So you, you don't uh, think none of that happened? Because I've heard no, that there was no, too much. I don't think any of that happened. Really? Absolutely not. Uh, because when, when all this was going on, the hints that the elite wanted the actors and actresses to start releasing dances and videos and and, and uh, uh, all kinds of weird shit, the elite started costuming and all that. They did that to support the lie. You understand? All this, it, it fit it too. It fit it. And every time, every time some new, new, new actor or actress came out wearing something, something like that, people were automatically saying, Oh, that right there, that means, that means that she's in on it. She's doing the stuff to the children too. Every bit of that is by design, brother. We are very easily misled, but I it was never it. true. I, none of this surprises me. Yeah, it's ne- it was never true. Underground facilities that are needed for the coming event in May 2040, for which my channel focuses heavily on. I call it the Phoenix Phenomenon. The elite have been knowing about it for thousands of years. Now, May 2040. May 2040. So having summarized all this, now I would really like to explain how we got to this point right here. Because this is where everything's going to make sense for you. I need my William Johnstone coffee first. <laughs> have the floor, brother. Have the floor. This is all you. This is all you. Go for it. So, David. I'll be taking notes. You're familiar. David, you're familiar with uh, NGOs. You, I know you're familiar. You've, you, a lot of people have told you about NGOs, how they operate and all that. Now, the use of NGOs and their agents They've been used to push agendas that the populations will not agree to. It is known from the beginning that many of these public policies are going to be antithetical to what the populations want. This is why they're done. They're done specifically to piss people off all the time. This is why you see so many crazy news news articles that every bit of this is by design. These people have been studying human psychology far longer than we give them credit for. They understand what triggers us and how to move the herd. They know exactly how to do this. So the use of media to publicize the operations of NGOs, corporations, and like the WEF, to give the people, this is all done, to give the people an enemy. While they're doing what they need to do, they need you to focus on all this. They need you to focus on the CFR, Council of Foreign Relations. They need you to focus on NATO and the UN. They need you to focus on BRIC. 
They need you to focus on these different NGOs. When you do your homework, you, you start pulling up all these people who finance these NGOs. They need you to focus on George Soros. They need you to focus on everybody except who's really responsible for what's going on. This is all by design. They continually use the court systems and the media to demonstrate the powerlessness of the people in stopping these publicized agendas. They need the people to get fed up. This is this is what the elite do. Now, they need they need the media to steady to steady just bombard the population to make them feel hopeless, to make them feel there's nothing we can do. We don't want this this BS, this politician's passing in San Diego. We sure don't want this New York shit over here, but there's nothing that people can do about it. Politicians seem neutralized, so people automatically call them deep staters. Oh, they're just deep staters, and all of this is by design as well. This rabbit hole goes deep, brother. They, they, like I said, Dude, this is a, I love this. Like, I'm this so is a playbook. Yeah, this is a playbook that goes back to Pharaonic dynasties. This goes back to the Uruk and I dynasties of Canaan and Sumer. This is something they've been doing for a very long time. This was done in Byzantium when the Reds and the Greens used to go to war with each other, two different factions, political parties. This was done during the Justinian period. This is this has been done all throughout history, and it's and it's it's basically faultless. It works every single time. So when you have a playbook that works, you don't change. So does this come before every reset? I I don't know about every reset. I don't know about every reset because resets resets are, are are very different. On my channel, I explain there's three types of resets. You got your soft and hards, but they're type one, type two, and type three. They're not all the same. Now the elite got a pass in 1902. That something unusual happened is very evident. I've documented so much and many people have sent me uh, more information, but it ended up being a very soft reset. There was a lot of scientific evidence that the Phoenix was in the sky. The fallout did happen. Hundreds of billions of tons of red dust and red red mud happened everywhere. 40,000 people were incinerated between two volcanoes. Uh, There was a lot that went on in 1902 a red star appeared uh, but that happens every time the phoenix phoenix comes so there was but it was a soft reset as soon as they realized it wasn't the big one they unleashed all their companies and ngos and corporations and anybody who does an analysis of, of the identity and origin of the fortune 500 companies today they will be surprised to find almost all of them all of them have their origin in the unleashing of companies from 1901 to 1904 That was them coming back up from underground facilities. They came back from their underground facilities, and now it was time to take control back over the people because they realized we got 138 years more to go. Are these even people, though? I mean, in your opinion, are these people? What are these? I don't, I don't, I don't know, Dave, because I like to. St- I'm a stickler for the facts. I'm a stickler for the things. Uh, I employ Occam's razor, uh, uh, deductive reasoning. I can't. I I like David Icke. Or David Icke, whatever his name. Yeah, yeah. David Icke. I've read Children of the Matrix, and I also read uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland and the World Trade Center disaster. Two of his books are very good. I haven't read all his. I haven't read any of his other materials, but I I don't have personal experience with reptilians and all that. And in in, in my expertise is the historical record. That's why that's why none of nothing in my my material. Well, goes back well where my mind's going with this is not necessarily reptilians. I can't prove that either. But I, but what about the skulls, the NASCAR skulls, the elongated skulls, uh, the the depictions of pharaohs with elongated skulls? They look like yeah. aliens. They have hybrid male female looking bodies. I mean. I, I think they're breakaway civilizations. I think that they are not human, and I think that's who the pharaohs that look very uh, 
uh, extraterrestrial to me or whatever you want to call them, not human. I feel like they are the ones secretly running this planet. Now, that's just a theory. That's just a guess on my part. Well, you're partially correct in that the elongated skulls have always been found mummified in the areas of where kings and princes and ruling dynasties would be buried in Peru and uh, South America, uh, Hittite Anatolia. You're right about that. But as far as them being not human, I'm not on board with that because my own analysis of history has shown me that human subtypes are always created when the biosphere changes. And I have a lot of videos. Okay, they could be a subtype then. I mean, yes, I, yes. See, the thing. The reason I say this is because I've actually held the, I don't know if people are familiar with the star child skull, but I held oh, yeah? that in my, the, what's that? Oh yeah. Okay. I, I held I that in my it. hands. I actually saw it and held it with my own. I got to look at it, look through it. Uh, it was an, wow. and all by coincidence, which I don't believe in coincidence, but um, sorry for the little sideline there. Go ahead. No, it's, it's very interesting, but oh, we're heading toward this right now in this video. I'm going to end the video with vapor canopy. Because that's where we're going, and the elite know the vapor canopy is coming back. But it was the vapor canopy in the ancient world. Humans born under the vapor canopy, listen, they had thicker bones. They were taller. Ephesial cartilage buildup has been shown, has been shown by, by uh, archaeologists to be evident in human skeletons, showing that these humans lived for centuries. They lived very long time. Or that ephesial cartilage could have never built up the way we find it in these skeletons. So... What we call Neanderthal and Cro-Magnon weren't Neanderthal and Cro-Magnon. They were 100% humans. The difference is, is the biosphere they lived in had activated other gene sequences that allowed their bones to grow denser. They grew thicker. They grew taller. They were much stronger. They could breathe. They could breathe. Uh, 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 they hold their breath for phenomenal amounts of time and be able to go under submersion. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just human too. Just like when the vapor canopy returns, people are going to be really astonished to see how their capabilities change, not only mentally, but also physically. But yeah, so. Can you just, oh, can you explain what the vapor canopy is to my audience that are sitting here thinking, what, what is that? Okay, oh, uh, you know it. Those of you in your Christian studies, you know it. You know it by in Genesis where it talks about the pre-flood world did not have rain. And every morning and every evening, there was a mist that fell from the sky and came up from the ground and it watered all the herbage and provided pools of water. There was no rain. There was no rainbow until the collapse of the vapor canopy. In Genesis, it's the firmament above. Wow. In, the ancient, in the ancient world... The flood wasn't called the Great Flood. That was from Christian missionaries traveling the whole world describing the cataclysm. When they went to the far north and tried to tell the Vikings about the Great Flood, the Vikings corrected them and said, no, that was the day the sky fell. When they went to the ancient Americas and tried to tell them about the Great Flood, they did agree. They said, oh, yeah, there was flooding here, but that was the day the sun was born. And it's true. Under the vapor canopy, the sun could have never been seen. Only the stars and the moon, because at nighttime, condensation allowed the whole mesos sphere to turn into a magnifying glass where people on the surface could see that the heavens brilliant magnified details on the moon they see stars we can't see with the naked eye they can see all kinds of second and third magnitude stars we can't see but when the vapor canopy collapsed that condensation was gone in the mesosphere and that flooding is was the collapse of the vapor canopy the whole world did experience flooding but the whole world didn't flood 
this is where the inform the, the information other 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 religions and, and nationalities preserve different elements for the same cataclysm. Only in the Judeo-Christian world was the flood over the entire world and only eight people survived. Nowhere else do you find that. You just find that there was a so flood. So the firmament is not there anymore. Well, the mesosphere is there, but the water droplets that scientists say are there are very far and few between. It's not thick like it used to be. It used to be an ocean above and an ocean below. Do you it's feel like there. there's still a, a dome there over our, our planet, or what, what, what's your thoughts on that? Well, uh, I don't I would like, imagine that's what they call the firmament. That would have been the water, so that fell. Uh, I mean, 100 percent of the ancient world was on board with the fact that we lived under a vault. There, they just had different ideas. Some of it, like the Sumerians and ancient Hebrews, considered it to be like hammered glass or crystal. Therefore, they thought it was solid, and that's why different solid objects fell from the sky. Others believed it was oceanic, and that there were creatures that swam in the sky just like they swim through the oceans. There was different concepts in the ancient world for the sky, but universally, all all the way up until modern times, the sky was believed to be the end of existence it was the containment field and that the stars and the luminaries and sun and moon were all on the inside of that vault got you so, so yeah that's 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 the old concept and it, and, it, and, it, and it comports with basically what i believe because i'm a simulationist i believe in simulation theory i believe we're in a construct a controlled environment and until it collapses there's no escape we're here and we're here until the entire narrative plays out but that's, that's would you say that God is the master engineer of this construct? No, I, I believe that God is the oversoul and he is the creator. He or she is the creator. I don't know. I don't even want to put a gender with him <laughs> or her, but, but it, that's the creator. This construct was created by a, a false deity, a, a demiurge. You might want to call him the adversary, Satan, Yaldabaoth, Ahriman. This construct is a predator versus prey ecosphere, which is not a part of the original. And he owns both sides. Come again? And he runs oh, yeah. both sides. Inside the construct, he plays both sides. Yeah, 100%. Yes, this is the archon. You remember, in the, even in the New Testament, Christians admit that Satan is the god of this world. That's a hell of a statement. Because it supports what the ancient Gnostics believed, that this construct was con was controlled by Yaldabaoth, the Archon, the great, the Arch Archon. This is a this is a satanic figure, and he masquerades as God, but he can't be God. But everything that he does here is in a confined environment. It cannot contaminate the outside reality where the real creation is. We're passing through his world, but it's not our world. This is why the ancient religious belief was that we were sojourners we are pilgrims we don't belong here those who believe that this is their world and take up the reins of this world and want to belong here are the ones that get to stay here when it collapses and then there's no escape so it's a remember the, the there's a lot of in, in, in a sense they're trapping themselves exactly and this is who the they illegal. are trapping yeah. themselves with trans the underground bases they are actually essentially they won't leave here they'll be stuck here for eternity that's it how whatever eternity is maybe it's a loop maybe it's whatever i don't know but they chose this and uh they want as many of us to fall uh as possible i mean it's it, it's it's like we they already acknowledge that they've lost the game and they're heading toward a terminus so now it's all now it's all about let's just take out as many as we can and not tell them what's coming i mean there's only one more great cataclysm coming it's and it's it's bifurcated 
It's six, there, there are six, it's a, it's a period of six and a half years, which starts in May, 2040, and then ends in November of 2046. But I have a whole, whole playlist about these two dates and how we get those two dates. But meanwhile, the elite, they finance and they orchestrate all these random false flags and they, and they do this for a reason. They want the imagination of the people to run wild and they kick back with their think tanks and they wait for the best narratives to come that will meet their expectations and get the things done that they need. And then they run with it by having by having truthers who are fed information to the people who came up with those theories. Hey, man, look, I found this. This guy told me this. Look at this over here. Every bit of this is by design. They often let the people themselves come up with the way to overcome the people themselves. Gotcha. This, is done, this is done through false flags all the time. They the, Believe me, the elite operate by the law of conservation of energy. This means we don't want to, if I was a member of the elite, I don't want to sit here and have to dream up all this and, and do it. Now, I'm going to throw out a, a bunch of narratives and I'm going to let whatever, whichever ones catch fire and I'm going to use their energy. They, they're the ones that built the momentum up. And this is what happened to the truther movement in the past three years. I agree with you on that. I've seen all these people it. come up with all this BS about what's really going on and nobody's looking underground. Nobody even realizes what's really, what this is all really about. Setting up the stage for World War III. And we're going to get that right now. Because this whole thing with Russia and all that is not World War Three. This too is just a, just an aside. It has nothing to do with with the coming crusade. So we're all, but the use of oper- operatives to create evidence for those narratives that serve the elite's agendas. This is the way. I mean, uh, uh, this is the way that they actually reveal the truth to the people all the time. All the time, people come across the truth. Tr- tr- they come across the truth, trip right over it, and then keep on going as if they never found anything. And this is a good defense. The elite can always rely on the moral high ground. We told you. You know, you, they do it through the movies. They do it through the books, publications. They do it through reveals. They do it through all kind, all, all kinds of uh, of methods. It's just, it's just one. Of, it's just another one of their little fuckery methods. But it's very effective. The use of operatives to manufacture and drop intel on possible UFO alien presence or technologies, even infer even inferences of alien tech, promotes the idea that there's a alien invasion possible. They don't have to say alien invasion. All they got to do is keep throwing out. There's extraterrestrials out there. Oh, look, there's a, there's an American general who just released a, a report on what to do in the event of a UFO coming into contact with an aircraft carrier group. So are you going to say that this alien deception is a card they're going to play? They're just waiting for it to pick up speed. It's on the table. It's one if of the they fires they're lighting. Yeah, it's 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 something. It's something. Listen, if I was gonna be, uh, uh, if I was gonna run a think tank, and somebody told me, okay, look, this is my agenda. You know, I gotta sign a non-disclosure agreement. I gotta make sure that nobody, I can't. I'm not allowed to tell anybody this stuff. So here's what somebody who my handler would say: Look, this is this is what we need to come to pass in the pub, public sector. This is what we're trying to do. But you can't say any of that. So how would you make these things happen by uh, by not mentioning all these things? A think tank is going to get all the best minds together. They're going to come up with scenarios on what they can throw out to the public and then let the public pick up on it and then empower those individuals. Gotcha. Then all of a sudden, those individuals are super popular on the scene. They got 300,000 
uh, subs. They got uh, they got people on multiple channels listening to them. Uh, no one knew who the hell they were three months earlier. You understand? This happens a lot, man. It happens all the time. So, so I got to watch my back. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, listen. Shit, they man, use this. this is, so, crazy. so they do this. But the use of operatives is also, they also manufacture and drop intel on possible asteroids coming too close to the Earth. How many times have you seen a scientific article that comes out saying, oh, the Brazil telescope, such as such and such, has saw a giant dark body passing in between the moon and the Earth? That's a, that's close. Then they do their telemetry and all, all their, all their, uh, tests and they come back and say oh well apophis might hit us in 2036 so they throw these things out there because in 2036 is about the time that they need things to take off what an excellent way for a super detonation and just call it the asteroid apophis they've been they've been they've had that on the table since the 80s when they first reported apophis and they said to have such a long game to have such a long game like oh we're gonna wait till 2040 wait till 2036 2040 these beings, whoever they are, in my mind, have to be living for a very long time or they're passing it generationally. The plan keeps going generationally or these beings, whoever they are, are living it for a very long time. Listen, you make a very good point, but I'm, but I'm going to take you deeper than that. Listen, the first computer system, Fortran, wasn't the first comu- computer system, my brother. Computers have been in the underworld for a very long period of time. I what I show, what I show in my 1902 video is that the introduction of by the company called Carrier of the air conditioner conditioner in 1902 that wasn't the first time it ever appeared. Tech is always appearing and then being suppressed. And then after a reset, it's reintroduced to the public as if it's brand new. And the person that that releases it is ultra rich all over again. That's where evolution comes in. So they make you believe that this is a slow climb for humanity. And and it's not true. It's not true, brother. It's not true. Matter of fact, I just released a video last night that's taken off. uh, Showing all the weird fossils that have been found around the world. Showing the theory of evolution is total bullshit. Because some of these are dated 600 million years ago, but they look identical to the moths, spiders, and ants that are in your backyard right now. So it's all BS. I got a whole video on it. I agree with you. Yeah, hundreds of fossils are in that video. Fossilized. Oh, the fossilized. You know what, David? I forgot. I even mentioned you in that video. I said, look, this video was inspired because David Nino and I talked about fossilized jellyfish, and y'all are blowing up my emails about this, so I'm going to go ahead and show you now. And I released like 150 pictures of strange fossils it's on it's on my youtube channel right now that's why jellyfish cannot be fossilized can hell no you can't fossilize a jellyfish unless the entire you gotta understand some of these clam beds and all that are on the ocean beds how did that happen unless the entire world flash froze in an instant and if it flash froze in an instant it couldn't have been just part of the world because these fossils have been found everywhere in the world so if the entire world flash froze then who introduced all these life forms after the after that reset event and started the world all over again because those life forms are still here today like you said adam and eve replenish the planet there it is. replenish that's We're in a simulation. Word. In other words, start over. You and I are located in the great state of Texas, which is nothing but a piece of programming in the simulation, man. That's where we're at. That's <laughs> right, where go we're at. It. Go on. So, anyway, the elite, they always promote the idea 
also of like active terror cells. They're always publishing this, not just in the United States, all around the world. They're always making sure the media is releasing a steady stream of theories about the existence of terror cells in different parts of the world. This is needed because they never really know or can anticipate where terrorists are going to be needed to do something. So a lot of the a lot of these bombs and detonations that have happened in the last 60, 70 years were not random. They weren't random events at all. There were people in those coffee shops that had to be removed. They didn't care that 40 other people died. There were people in those aircraft that had they had to make sure that they disappeared or and they didn't care about all the other people in the aircraft. These terror, the, all the hijackings in the 70s and the 80s by, by the Palestinians and all that, they didn't even have the technology to pull off the things that they did. It's almost as if airport security just shut down over and over to let these hijackings occur. How do they get AK-47s and Kalashnikovs on board Pan Am flights? It's, it's all ridiculous, but this is what they do. They have to keep perpetuating this because because they don't need their own alphabet agencies implicated in these things. It's easier to blame terror cells. Mm. It's just it's just another card they have. It keeps you. It doesn't make. Yeah, you're right. So you don't look at these three letter agencies anymore. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've been doing that for a while. So, and this is gonna this is gonna resurface, David. This is coming back on the table. And oh, I'm, I gonna know. Get to, I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, the CFR. You're familiar. You're the Council of Foreign Relations. You're familiar with them. Yeah. Listen, the CFR and other groups they use operatives to brief politicians and actors and corporate heads on their roles. And these puppets, man, they're, they're presented evidence that they are supported and will be defended to the T when necessary as they enforce these anti-popular schemes. This is why these actors and actresses fall for this shit all the time. They believe they're on the winning team. They're, per, they're persuaded they're on the winning team, even though the things that they're promoting are completely uh, antithetical to what the general population finds as moral or ethic or ethical or or, or patriotic. So the puppets who represent the left, the Democrats and socialists, the globalists, look, they've been financed and empowered for decades for this reason. They have fully invested and believe they are untouchable. But this is all part of the plan. They're being set up as patsies. But this is, it's, uh, we are watching the beginning of the time and leftist leaders are being openly ridiculed you see this everywhere now openly ridiculed outsmarted they're losing their power exponentially because behind the scenes the elite have stopped their support they have stopped allowing the media to focus on all the positivity of the leftists and now they only focus on the negativity of the leftists or they just remain silent and let the patriots take the floor this is why the you know who i'm watching man and in this and i'm watching tulsi gabbard you know, I, I well, just, we talked about her. We talked about her the first yeah, time. Dude, she just doesn't feel right to me. I know she's working for some kind of intelligence. I don't know what, but I mean, yeah. you know what? Ancient Roman policy, ancient Roman policy, because when the Romans, when the Rome, when the Romans, the, the legionnaires and the generals, when they went out in the field and they fought all these, all these wars, they were, they were awesome. The Romans were fantastic administrators and they knew that the one person you could trust the least was a turncoat from the other side who brought you intel. Even yeah. if the, even if the intel was true, 
And often it was because people wanted to gain favor with the Romans. If the Romans saw that the, if, if, if it was, if the rumors were leaked from the Roman Senate that they're going to send legionnaires to another province, that means that the lands on the outside of that Roman province were about to become under provincial control. So what they would do is people under that, under, in that area realized, well, shit, they're about to extend Roman law all the way out here. And they would, they would beat their feet to, to Rome and set it up. Hey, man, this is what I want to do. These are the guys that are in power. I, I can help you. I can open up the city gates at a certain time. You can have your people in position. I just want to be a mayor. Or I want This happened over and over and over. But the Romans were no fools. They had they kept ledgers and rosters of all the people that could be potential turncoats. Because if you'll do it to your own people, you'll sure you're sure as hell do it to them. So this uh, I, I wouldn't trust Tulsi Gabbard at all, especially because the media are making her look like such a hero. Well, that's, that's DeSantis. What's your thoughts? That's on DeSantis? a red flag right there. What about DeSantis? I haven't really followed him. I don't really know much about him. Uh, Nino, contrary to popular belief, I study phenomena. I really don't study the okay. particulars. All right, let's get back on the subject. Sorry to take uh, you off. I really don't. I, I'm just not really. I'm not. I need to get back and start seeing what's happening. I just don't really do no, it. No, it's all right. Let's get back on the track here. So this is. But, but what I'm what I'm explaining to you is the reason why Democrats, socialists, globalists—they're under assault right now. It is by design. They are. If you if you watch their faces on some of these YouTube videos, they are shocked because they are set up. They, I think they're starting to realize they've been set up as fall guys because the next the next phase of elite planning has already begun, and they're not participants. They've been left hung out to dry. And that is why you, I've, that's why I've heard Suicide Week, Suicide Weekend. It's going to be or Suicide Weeks. They're going to start offing themselves when the shit gets real. I, know, I, I had never even heard of that, but I do have in my 156 predictions on my predictions of video. One of those is that. Oh, uh, somebody that's very well known will be on TV and commit suicide. But uh, yeah, that, that's one of the predictions in there. So anyway, um, but right now, David, we're at the beginning of the takedown. We haven't really got into it yet, but the evidence is everywhere. A powerful but isolationist United States is what is needed to further the plan of the elite. This plan was first published in the 1880s. It may have been much older than that, but you're right. I believe because the long the long game. I believe I believe the introduction of computers onto the surface world was only after they've been in the underworld for a very long period of time. So it's a uh, now in 1917 under the Balfour Declaration, we have a document that was actually written by a Rothschild. I have a video about this. This Rothschild wrote the Balfour Declaration and gave it over to an English military leader named uh, Arthur Balfour, who 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 submitted it to to uh, Parliament. That document asserts that basically the elite were going to make uh, Palestine the home of the Jews that were dispersed around the world. World War II unfolded and accomplished exactly that. The year at right, the year after the Nuremberg trials, here in 1947, Israel was declared a nation state. 1948, it was secured by the United Nations, which had been created by the elite to make sure that they could keep the events moving forward to the next phase of their agenda, which was they were going to basically do a liberal globalist assault against all the peoples of the world, piss them off all the way to the point where they can switch over to patriotism, nationalism, and, and uh, 
basically what they wanted to do and what they're doing right now is so essentially 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 what you're saying here is they would succeed the plans of Adolf Hitler almost of what he wanted to do well in the sense a lot of people don't know about what what Hitler was doing Hitler actually Hitler actually volunteered to finance all the migration to Israel he wanted them to go he wanted them to go but he, the elite didn't want that to happen. They had already written. They needed that type of dilemma and that kind of problem that Hitler brought or represented to create that nation state. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Hitler saw the writing oh, on the wall. He knew what the way he knew what the elite people. were up to. He knew one hundred percent what they were up to, and he tried to beat them to their game by financing the trains. To and a bunch of them took him up on his offer, and they left. But most of them stayed because they were paid to stay. And yeah, the whole the whole thing was a setup from the beginning. The elite wanted to take Germany down one hundred percent. So just like they had promised to take Russia down in World War One. Yeah, it was already in 1880, they had already promised to take Germany down. And that was before World War One, And they did it in World War Two. So the, the next promise on the table, taking America down was never the promise. That's a cover story. All this stuff about taking America down, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. This has been leaked to the public over and over. It's all cover story. They need a very powerful, strong America because it's the Americans are, that are going to spearhead the next phase of the elite plan. And they're going to do it thinking that they're allied to God. And this is what makes it dangerous. So this. Uh, Holy shit. That's what makes it really dangerous. So, yeah, the really, really world, dangerous. Yeah, there's no doubt. It's swung now in the USA out of liberalism and into conservatism. And it's going into the Christian Reich. And it begins, and the church and its agents will be empowered. And more and more from now on into the next four years, you will see a puritism in America that starts exploding. It's not going to be full tilt for about six to eight years, but you're going to see all the evidence everywhere as more and more, more and more venues become more and more puritanical. Media in America takes on more strict, more, uh, it's just going to be more strict in conformance to Christian principles. There's going to, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people who are not going to like the coming changes in the United States of America. A lot of people who who have been living very, very free. Now there's going to be more freedoms like travel, uh, uh, all kinds of things like that, but not the type of freedoms that not, not the liberal type of freedoms that people have been uh, experiencing, but what's going to show up on the table real fast is anti-Islamic sentiment. It will rise and new false flags will happen all over the United States and the Western nations that will increase the distrust and the animosity against Muslims in all these different nations. This is on the table. They're about to start executing this, but they can't do it until the conservatives are fully in power. Once the conservatives Dude, are fully you in power, are like this is probably one of the biggest interviews I've ever got. This is insane. Hey, this is this is what's on the table, bro. This is this is insane. This is what I've had in my mind. Okay, you're just you're able to put it in verbiage that I can understand. You're able to set this in detail that I've never been able to put. You know, I've never been able to. Uh, I get it. I get it. It's a uh, well. I will say this. Uh, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but on my videos, it's very easy to see that I'm a data miner. Yeah. I, I look at thousands of pieces of data and I and I put the whole picture together by eliminating eliminating the things that do not fit. And this is how I come up with all, all my videos. All my videos makes sense. It makes complete sense to me. It makes so, complete sense to me. So now we have this uh 
Well, this is happening in America, David, and in a lot of Europe, because a lot of Europe is involved in this as well. In the Middle East, the Islamic nations will be empowered by the elite. They will be empowered by NGOs and by different world organizations like NATO. If NATO survives in the EU, if EU doesn't collapse, they will be empowered so that their oil monies will get them super rich so they can build their militaries. But even more so, the plan is to have the Middle Eastern nations take Jerusalem and occupy it so the elite can then initiate the Third World War, which was specifically stated over a century ago to be a conflict between Islam and Christianity. This was published over 130 years ago. The elite even arranged for a massive amount of American military hardware to be left in that part of the world for this purpose. They did that in Afghanistan. That stuff was left there so it could be used by them to do this. So in this way, uh, and, and that could have never happened under the Trump administration. They needed a fall guy. They needed a patsy administration in place in order to do all this maneuvering. That's a tremendous amount of military-grade hardware that was left over there. And they can retro-engineer it. They can start making it. they got factories over there. They can start uh, uh, making cheaper renditions of the, of the equipment we left. But if, the, but if they just use, uh, if they just use uh, engineers, they can maintain all that equipment for another 20, 30 years. It's very easy to do. Yeah, we left them. We left them more armament over there than some nations even have in their entire arsenal. It's ridiculous. So, but how all this plays out? This this is all about bringing about the new crusades. The new crusades. This is what the four horsemen of the apocalypse are are giving us images of. These are crusaders on horses. This is what they're. It's all about Jerusalem all over again. In this way, the new crusades begin. How it plays out is going to be unclear. But what is clear is that it's all setting the stage for the appearance of the white horseman who comes before the apocalypse even begins. This white horseman is a false savior. He uses a bow and arrow, which means that he is able to defeat his enemies from a distance. He doesn't carry the weapon of a true savior, which is a sword, someone who does personal combat. It's a very different weapon. Many ancient cultures. It's not as intimate. It's yeah, not, many yeah. ancient cultures thought the bow and arrow was a weapon of weapon of cowardice and, and they just didn't like it. So, but the, but, it, but the symbolism means this individual is coming wearing white, but he's on a war horse. He's coming as a false savior. Now, this false savior has a bow, which means he can defeat his enemies from a distance. This is technology. Now, the entire Christian world is going to get behind this leader. They're going to believe that he may indeed be a messianic figure. In this way, the first seal of the apocalypse is broken. Now, I know your people on your channel are probably not real well versed in that, but on my own channel, I have several videos that explain that the seven seals that are broken before the apocalypse have nothing to do with, with the apocalypse itself. They are, they, are, they are anticipatory. They are preparing because the seals, each one, the apocalypse is a scroll. In that scroll, everything that's going to happen in the future is written down. Starts with the first. It starts with the first trumpet judgment. All these trumpet judgments happen, happen in a very different world than our own. That world is a vapor canopy world. The vapor canopy comes back, and during the vapor canopy, we have the unfolding of many prophecies that are in like Second Esdras, which was removed from the Bible because it tells the truth. 
Second Esdras, first and second Esdras were taken out of the canon because many of the things that are mentioned absolute gold about the migrations of the ancient Israelite tribes and who they became today. It's got all the stuff about how the entire Bible was lost and a politician named Nehemiah and a, in a Jewish priest named Ezra rewrote the entire old Testament from Genesis all the way to Malachi and reintroduced it to the public as a new document. This is all, all in. This is why it was removed from the canon of scripture. It proves that, this is why historians and archaeologists have always been baffled. No other ancient writers in the world have ever mentioned any of the Old Testament books. They did not appear in the historical record until 200 BC. Mm. And that's a problem. That's a problem. Big now, problem. You know, my on my, on my channel, I show over and over how all these ancient writers used to refer to each other. And all that. But we've got no references to, to, this, this, to this Old Testament. It doesn't mean the Old Testament isn't legitimate. It means the names of those books have been changed by a culture of people who have hidden their contents. Many of the writings of the Old Testament have been found line for line taken straight out of Sumerian, Akkadian, Canaanite, uh, Egyptian, uh, Rashamric, Ugaritic, Hittite from Hattusas, uh, ancient Sumerian texts, uh, Egyptian hieratic and demotic texts. Many passages in the in the Old Testament were taken straight off monuments and old old tablets and all that. But that's not what you read in the new in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, you have everything through a Jewish lens. It's all been redacted and it's all been tailored around Jerusalem. The entire Old Testament's focus is Jerusalem. And this is the elite playbook. This is what they've done from the beginning. All the Crusades were the elite. The elite did all that to steal all the wealth from all the people in, in Europe and by sending all the husbands and fathers to the Muslim battlefields to die. And then when they were gone, accusing the wives and daughters so they couldn't inherit the estates, accusing the wives of daughters of witchcraft and burning them at the state. In this way, church and state worked together to fleece all the Europeans from their wealth, and which maintained the Dark Ages and the Middle Ages, which stopped the Renaissance from coming so, even, even earlier. So what this I'm seeing here playbook. is like whoever these elites are, whoever these elites are, they stay well hidden, underground, wherever. And they use humanity as pawns for this master chess game they've been playing on us for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years. And they're still doing it today. And we're in the middle of the next big one. Okay. Well, before you get too doomsaying, all right. <laughs> like, can you help? You did, I mean, yeah, yeah, I understand. Hey, listen, I understand. But listen, you, you're familiar with the concept of truth hurts. Yeah. But at the same time, at the same time, it's liberating because everything I'm a, before I'm anything before I'm a, before I was a published author. I've got multiple books published before I, I released almost 400 videos on YouTube. I'm a chronologist and I have shown and openly challenged anyone to go to go to to unravel my unravel my world chronology because this is it, Dave. This is the end that the elite have always feared. This isn't going to be a reset where they're given another chance and a whole new era starts and they start all over and all this fuckery keeps going. No, this, the entire simulacrum for which we exist in right now, which is basically the charter of a false God, someone who is trying to pretend to be God in this altered reality that we're stuck in right now until it collapses. This is the end game. This is when the elite themselves now have the rug pulled out from under them. The seven seals are T 
telling the public, remember the meek shall inherit the earth. The meek are told with each break of the seal what to expect. Here's the event. False savior comes. Here's the next seal. The appearance of a messianic figure. Like presenting the playbook for us. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The seals are for the people. So the seals, the seals are broken because once they're all seven seals are broken, that scroll can be read. That scroll is the judgment of the elite, the kings and princes of the earth and those who destroy the world. If you're not in that category, you don't have anything to fear at all. So they want you to fear. That's why all these movies are put out about the apocalypse. The apocalypse is an unveiling. It's going to be a bifurcation in the human family between those who fell for the elite bullshit and are vibrating on their frequencies and are going to suffer the same fates and those who are not and are basically looking at all reality as a stage and therefore they're not vibrating on the same frequency and therefore those events will not even come into contact with them. Every reset has communities that, it, that thrive. They go right through it untouched. They almost don't even believe that the rest of the world's been destroyed. This wow. has happened over and over and over and over. So this uh let me get back. I got a point presentation here. Let me find it. Let me find the uh the first seal I, I told you about. The second seal I'm telling you now is an international war. It will bring inflation and then famine. But this is in the future. It's not right now. This is not the collapse of the economy. This is taking it to the brink of collapse before they switch over to the new system and make the patriots believe that they did it. So is that why they're bringing up all this Nassara Jassara shit? Uh, you know, yeah, all I mean, that, that's a big one right yeah. now. Nassara Jassara. Everyone's talking about Nassara Jassara, quantum this, quantum that. Listen, listen, these people are so genius that when the new financial system is implemented, it will be widely publicized that it is the new finance, quantum financial system of the Patriots, when all along it was the package of the elite just repackaged and called by a new name. But it's the exact same thing the elite have been wanting to do for a hundred years. Now, so so here's the problem we're gonna have, David. We're going to have naysayers. When all these things come to pass, there's going to be people who say, oh, man, you guys are full of shit because the new financial system is here. Patriots won. And this is exactly the elite know what they're doing. Think tanks have already already come up with all the counter moves. So people like me will be made to look like an idiot. Oh, you didn't know what you're talking about, man. Patriots won. Did all this. But I'm telling you, that's part of the design. It's exactly what is going to happen. But but uh, these uh, these seals. These seals all have to happen in the next next 17 and a half years. They have to because May 2040 is the game changer. It's the sixth seal. And the sixth seal, David, is the most unusual one. The first four seals involve four horsemen, but there's a fifth rider called Death that follows closely after them. So there's going to be a false apocalypse. It's not the real one. It's going to be entirely staged for people to believe, and Jerusalem is going to be the focus. And it's going to be staged, and everybody's going to be convinced by the media that this was the apocalypse, and it's going to pass. And then something's going to, there's going to be a period of peace. The sixth seal of the apocalypse is the Phoenix phenomenon. And I show this on my channel in over 56 videos. The six, what we read in the sixth seal of Revelation is exactly what has happened many times in the past. 
with the sun turning black as sackcloth of hair, the moon turning red as blood, red fallout and stones and stars falling from the sky, a major earthquakes where people hide in the caves and the dens of the rock. Uh, yes, and, and Mother Shipton calls it the, the return of the sixth sky dragon. And she says it's going to be lithospheric displacement. Oceans will slip their basins. Nostradamus is very, very specific in his date index that was published by Mario Reading. And uh, you got to understand, Mario Reading nailed it. He used it using the date index of Nostradamus. He predicted the queen's death 30 years before it happened. Using the, I use Mario Reading's date index, too, to show that Nostradamus perfectly dated several quatrains to May of 2040. Not just 2040, but the month of May of 2040 is very specific in Nostradamus' prophecies, but not in the quatrains only by using the date index that was discovered by by the French the French scholar Mario Reading it's phenomenal it perfectly describes the phoenix and then in private letters of Nostradamus to his son Caesar and to a French king in those private letters Nostradamus is very specific that the phoenix is coming and that the year of 1903 is very important to it and he's one year off the phoenix year was 1902 but I can understand why he would say 1903. There was Phoenix phenomenon in 1901, 1902, and 1903. But anyway, the sixth seal is very interesting because the first, second, third, and fourth seals are all events that happen in the world that are caused by men. Every one of them. The fifth seal has nothing to do with anything on the earth. The fifth seal has everything to do with all the people who have died and they're no longer recycled back into the system. Once the seals begin breaking, the recycling is over. Now souls are being stored in this holy altar, in, in the imagery that's given to us in Revelation. And the souls are crying out when, to God, when are you going to end this madness? When are you going to revenge our blood? When are you, when are you going to do The fifth seal is a conversation between divine beings discussing how the altar of souls is now filling up. They're not being recycled back to reincarnation in life since the time is growing short. And this is why the dragon knows that his time is running short and the abbreviation of time is going to screw him so out. It's like filling up like time. an hourglass. Yes. So all this, all this, all and this. We're in that out. right now. The souls are not being reincarnated right now. No, I don't think so yet. That's going to be after the first seal is broken. The first seal is not broken until somebody appears on the world scene that's going to be like a conqueror and a messianic hero at the same time. And that, could say, that be Trump? I think it's going to be a religious figure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I they're just throwing think, stuff out there. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's going to be a religious figure. And for the career of this individual, which will last about 15 years, the career of this individual would pretty much preclude Trump because of his age. Okay, but so, but we're going to see up until 2040, May of 2040, all these seals be broken. Yeah, we're going to have to, 100%. Yeah. The, the sixth seal chronology goes back 58 centuries, and it's unbroken every 138 years. We know for exact, I know exactly that May 2040 is the Phoenix phenomenon, and the sixth seal is describing that phenomenon as it is done over and over and over throughout human history. Now, I understand how it sounds a little strange to you, but my own listeners are, are they're on board. They uh, doesn't nothing sound strange yeah. to me anymore. Most of the people have seen those 56 videos and they understand the Phoenix phenomenon. That chronology is, is legit. So anyway, yeah, we're going to see the fifth seal is, is events that happen in another realm outside the construct. 
Then the sixth seal is what happens to the world, but it's like preparing the world for for it, it's going to collapse all infrastructures. That's what the sixth seal does. Phoenix is going to collapse all infrastructures, and by that time, though, many of the elite will already be sealed in their underground facilities. So the seventh seal is, again, very unique. It isolates the sixth seal. The sixth seal is the only seal that is before it and after it are events that happen in heaven or outside the construct. They don't happen on earth. The seventh seal is nothing but a period of silence in heaven. This is because the Phoenix fallout and destruction just occurred in the world. So there's a lot of silence in the world as well. All the grids have fallen. The infrastructure is gone, fallout. This is also exactly why, David, exactly why the elite push for two sources of alternate energy. They want to push hard for solar, and they want to push hard for wind. The reason they want to do that is because in 17 and a half years, if they can get a bunch of different nations on board in that time to go solar and go wind, when the vapor canopy returns in May of 2040 from the Phoenix phenomenon, all of that's out the window. Because under a vapor canopy of high humidity and increased atmospheric pressure, there is no wind and there is no sun. There's none of all of that's gone. We're returning, we are returning back to the exact ecosphere as in the days of Noah. That's what the prophecies say. They say all these things in the apocalypse are going to be just like as in the days of Noah. Was there like no clouds in the day of Noah? I mean, think about no, it. No, there's no clouds. Even after the, even after the, the collapse, vapor canopy, the vapor canopy, there couldn't be clouds. That's the no, in the no, it was a huge ocean above, and what it was, was when it collapsed, this is why in the book of Genesis, we have the story of the first rainbow as soon as the flood was over, because wow. rainbows rainbows couldn't exist before the flood. The vapor canopy would have was never there no moisture here, or The moisture fell and lifted, right? Only in the mornings and only in the evenings, which is, which is due to temperature changes. Now... Even see a lot of the vapor canopy information, like all of my videos, is uh there's five books going back to 1920s by scientists all the way up to the 1980s about the vapor canopy. This isn't anything that I made up, but where we get the majority of our traditions about the vapor canopy is not Genesis. We get them from the ancient Native Americans. They preserved the time period called the dark purple light. They said it was very hot and humid, and there were giants in the world, and animals grew to astonishing sizes. Uh, they could hide under mushrooms. I mean, Native American traditions are rife with stories of the vapor canopy world, and then how that world was destroyed in a single day. And when that world was destroyed, suddenly the sun appeared. And this began the ancient American sun calendars. We had the first sun, which was called the water sun. Then we had the second sun, third sun, fourth sun. And the apocalypse, according to the ancient Native Americans, is called the fifth sun. And this is why we have the ancient Toltec relic, which has been misidentified as Aztec. The ancient Toltec relic is the stone of the fifth sun. And it shows the four suns and how each one ended in a, in a disaster. All the, all the sigils on there show it. And at the very end of the stone of the fifth sun, when the apocalypse is over, a god appears that has a sword or a dagger coming out of his mouth. This is on the stone of the fifth sun. Christians took a chisel and chiseled that dagger out and that, so because it because it was a sword because they were offended that the stone of the fifth son was a series of prophecies that mirrored the book of revelation at the end jesus comes on a white horse 
with a sword. He comes on the white horse, but the sword is protruding from his mouth, meaning that he has the power of speech to harm, or he has the power, or, or his speech is how he makes war. So this same symbol is found in the ancient American traditions in the Stone of the Fifth Sun. But but uh, early early Christian, like, like the conquistadors, they weren't going to have that. This is why so many ancient American relics were destroyed, because like the Mayan Popol Vuh, which we do have one copy of that, which explains all the different creations and all the resets in antiquity, and why why the gods kept making different types of human beings. This is all in the Mayan, all in the Mayan uh, reliefs in, in the Popol Vuh. We have massive amounts of literature and knowledge from the ancient Americas preserved by the Native Americans that was destroyed by the Roman Catholics. Every bit of that. We discussed that in the first video. But uh, Are we going to have a third video or are we doing it all here in the second video? Oh, man, hey, you know, we can stop anytime you want to. No, no, but, uh, no, my audience would be pissed off if we stopped. Let's finish this out. So so right now, we right now we have a major push for solar and for wind, wind turbines. And that's because the elite already know. They have all, all the refineries in the underground. Believe me, they're there. They can manufacture. They have an unlimited supply of oil in the underground. They have an unlimited supply of rivers and sweet water in the underground. They have an unlimited supply of iron, ores, nickel, zinc, everything's in the underworld. They've got an unlimited supply of all the resources they need in the underworld. And with infrastructure already intact and taken down there, and all these warehousing districts in the underworld already full of supplies, they, they have nothing to fear other than the Phoenix weapon. Because the Phoenix weapon can using... I, I, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not really going to get into the details. I just know that throughout human history, they have always hid from the Phoenix. And yet, some facilities in the underworld never surface whatever the phoenix can do at depths it does and may, maybe it vibrates them out of existence maybe maybe it, maybe the liquefaction that's created on the surface can actually go pretty deep i don't know i just know that the elite never have their eggs in one basket they're going to have multiple facilities and they're going to have a, whatever library is here copies of that library will be in all these other places like on my channel, I even theorize why after resets, we have these ancient texts that resurface in ancient translations. It's because they're being brought up from libraries that have copies of all these things. These aren't just generally found. They're brought back to the public attention, like the books of Enoch and uh, uh, the Enema Elish, the Bab Babylonian tablets of creation, new new versions of older Bible editions. Yeah, it's, uh, it's there's no other explanation for what's happening Every 138 years. Now, it doesn't happen every 138 years. Like 1902, they got a pass. But the evidence was there. 1764, astronomer Hoffman saw the phoenix, and so did half a million Europeans. And it was entered into the uh, uh, the Royal Astronomical Records. They called it Vulcan because they didn't know what it was. The astronomers. You're talking, so when we see the phoenix, when this happens in 2040, we're going to see the... the uh... The technological system that runs the planet. The, yes, I believe. Yeah, you, I'm glad you said that. I do believe that it's some type of technical uh, manifestation inside the simulacrum. It is technology. It's not an actual bird on fire. It's not an intruder planet. There's no other world coming close to us. No, it's something that's hidden in the sky. It's always been there. And every 138 years, it can actually activate. Incredible. Yeah. It's uh, incredible. Are we going to have enough for a part three? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, oh, yeah. dude. Uh, oh, yeah. You are on my list of favorites now, brother. I mean, hey, man, I, pre 
appreciate that. But, uh, this is so much. I just, I just want to leave my audience wanting more for the next segment that we yeah. do. And this will go on my Nino's corner.tv first, give it to awesome. them first. Then this goes on YouTube and I'll, I'll text you and let you know when it's going up. Uh, everybody, Jason Brashears, uh, archaic.com a-r-c-h-i-a-x.com holy shit dude wow man this this makes more sense to me than any of it because i'll tell you why jason i've been i've been an awake individual since for about 15 years i know i know everything's been staged my mind has wandered into these realms before i just cannot um i i cannot uh materialize it i can't I, I i've had a hard time putting it together put the putting the pieces of the puzzle together you do that brilliantly you do it brilliantly and my hat's off to you man like wow Thanks, i appreciate it so i'm a. it's a shit show for real you know what i mean it's a shit show it's it's once you see the playbook everything else you just realize it's all bogus it's all bullshit to see my now, mind I'm, goes down i'm surprised you haven't I'm really surprised that you haven't been deluged with emails from people who have probably been telling you, hey, man, you need to watch that guy. That guy right there, he's bullshitting. I, think, I don't know if someone sent me you or if I came across you on YouTube. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. But, I mean, the, the important thing is I, I found you, so here you are. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't – who reached out to you for me? Was it was it Beth? Yes, Beth. It Beth me? sent me an email and asked me uh, – what I thought about you and if I'd like to come on the show. And I told her, hey, I've been watching him for about two years. Hell yeah, I'd like to come on the show. Yeah, well, we're teaming up now, brother. Thank yeah. you, Jason. Seriously, do you want this file? No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Well, just, just, put it on, just put it on your channel because when it goes super deep into political stuff, I, I don't put that on my channel. Okay. 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 Do you think I'll get bombed on that or what? No, it's just my channel is on simulation theory and it's on all kinds of uh, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep to to my central theme. Got you. But uh, yeah, it's believe me, I don't mind directing traffic to you. Cool, Jason. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, wow. Okay, let's keep in touch and let's get ready to do a third one in about a week or two weeks. Let's do it. Okay. All right, Jason. Thank you. God bless you. You too, man. Later.